Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Queensland artist Camille Trail was nominated for a gold guitar in the wake of releasing her debut album River of Sins in 2021. She has played shows all over Australia as well as Folk Alliance in Kansas City earlier this year. She has a brand new song, Got to Get to Know You, so I'm going to ask her about that, maybe about Folk Alliance, maybe some other things. Hi, Camille. Hello. So lovely to chat to you again. It's great to chat to you. And I'm going to start not with music but with the most important thing, you've been learning to surf. I have. Um, I would like to say it's going well. Uh, <laughs> it's They make it look a lot easier than what it actually is, but I keep reminding myself that you don't have to be good at your hobbies. Um, but it's fun. It's really nice to get out on the water. It's very relaxing. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's true. You don't have to be good at your hobbies. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually only just saw that someone, I saw, I think I saw it on social media somewhere and someone posted that and I was like, oh, that's actually really nice. I really like that one. I'm like, I'm going to use that to make me feel better about not being able to surf. <laughs> I do I do think it is a lot harder than it looks, um, but it could also be, you know, addictive uh, because, you know, people, people will give over whole days to surfing. So are you at the point where you're starting to crave a surf? I definitely am. I feel like if I if I go more than, to be honest, like two days without it, I'm like, oh, like the weather, like when it's raining, I'm like, I just want to go for a surf. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair enough. There are still ways when it's surfing. Um, now, you grew up on a cattle farm, but you have been doing some coastal living. So how has the change been between the two lifestyles or do you still think of yourself as belonging to both? Uh, I think I'm still very much a country girl at heart um it's quite a big change though um I still find I I kind of have moments where like I think because I grew up on a farm and like I'm very used to open space I call it like my little kind of expiry period I feel like I have a a three-month expiry and I everything kind of builds up and the only thing that really fixes me is going back home to the farm and having a bit of a reset, um, which is quite funny. And the beach is beautiful. I feel like the beach has extended that little period to about four months. Um, but I still I really love getting back out, open spaces. Like it just clears your mind. It's a really good little reset kind of button. I really mm-hmm. love it. Well, and it's great that you know that about yourself as well and that you've been able to identify what what that feeling is. Like, yeah, I need to go home. Yeah, I think like there's always kind of like a bit of a like I think going home it's always just it feels so good going home like it's just amazing um and it's I think I've kind of just gotten to the stage where it's like okay like this is how I'm feeling that's okay um and will just do what I can to make myself feel better. <laughs> yeah. Now the last time we spoke I believe you still had some bulls on your parents' property. Are they still happily grazing or have you sold them? They are still happily grazing. Um, I I do have one that I'm hoping to sell to fund some more song recordings. So hopefully, hopefully someone will buy it and I'll be able to put out some new songs. <laughs> because if, for those who do not know, you funded your first album through the sale of a bull, and um, you know I think that's a that's a good business model. It's contained. It's contained. You don't have to manage a lot of bulls; just enough to fund the recording. 
Yeah, exactly. I I think it's it's quite funny when I played at the Eka on the weekend. It felt very weird because um, usually I'm when I'm at the Eka, I'm with cattle dressed wow. very differently, most of the time covered in cow poo. And this time I, my hair was nice and I was wearing a white dress um, and I was talking to some people about the cattle and they were just like, what do you know about cattle? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm a farmer. And they're like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. I, I imagine there are not too many people, if any, other than you, who have played at the Ecker as a musical artist and also been there as a farmer. Because I yeah, can't think of anyone. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, sorry. It's, it is pretty cool. I talked over the top of you then. Um, and I know from talking to a, a young lady several years ago who was taking her own cattle to the Ecker that, you know, it involves sleeping there, you sleep above the pens where the animals are sometimes and it's you know it's it's urine for the duration of the echo it's quite um it's quite a commitment yeah it's definitely it's an experience that's for sure <laughs> yeah right um yeah, so, I see the cows I see the cows on in the photo and you're on your walls oh, yeah. yeah that's right I've actually bought that at the Sydney Royal Easter show and the um the photo above it from the year before I wouldn't mind betting it's the same photographer because all the animals are looking at the camera. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Very, very hard to do. <laughs> yeah, true, true. It's, I, I, yeah, sheep, the sheep in particular make me laugh. Thank you for noticing the photos. Um, how was Folk Alliance? So you're in the United States and you were in Kansas City. It was amazing. It was, it was overwhelming as well, um, but. It was definitely probably a career highlight for me. I was it was straight off to Tamworth, and I was actually quite I was quite sick. Um, I mean, lots of people get sick after Tamworth, and I it was probably like the sickest I've ever been though, and it was a bit brutal. So I was went over there, and I was jet lagged, and I was sick, and it was just it was crazy too because the they have like conferences during the day. But then all of your performances are at nighttime. So you're performing from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. So oh. I think those were like 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m. And it was just this crazy experience. But there are so many talented musicians. And ironically, we went all the way to America, but we actually ended up connecting more with Australians over there, which was ironic. But, I mean, we were at a bar and I was like, I know that accent. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I just, just uh, recently spoke to your friend Chloe Styler, who was at CMA Fest, and I think she said the same thing. It was like, you know, it was, should I, I had to remind myself I was actually not in Australia. Yeah, it's it's definitely crazy, and it's like a whole different world over there. It's even like the coffee. Like I got a coffee, and I was like, oh, I'll just I'll get a regular coffee, and it was like a jumbo jumbo coffee I think I drank like a sixth of it and I was buzzing (laughs) (laughs) um so I believe you got a scholarship to go to Folk Alliance so was that just a matter of applying saying here I am as an artist and this is yeah here's what I want to achieve at Folk Alliance or was it just off your music it was applying as well I think they listened to your music I think it was a bit of a part of it but it was mostly like saying like this is what I would like to achieve out of it um and I think they really kind of take in consideration because we weren't actually um like as- accepted as a part of like the as official what what would they you call it the official showcase artist right. 
at Folk Alliance, um, but we still decided to go. And it, obviously it was quite an, an expensive exercise. So I think they really kind of valued that we were still still going to go over and spend the money and make the effort to go over, even though we, we weren't going to get official showcase. So I think that definitely helped as well. Yeah. Now all this is, you know, earlier in the year and uh, you have now recorded and released a new song, which has got to get to know you. What is the story behind the song? This one, this one is like my healing era glow up kind of song. Um, I went through a breakup that was with my long-term partner and it was very, I was very sad. I was very heartbroken. Um, Kind of like I I thought I was going to marry this person and have kids and it was kind of like that moment where it's like my whole life kind of was just like oh my god like everything I thought was going to happen in my future is kind of just taken away and it was about like that moment where it's like oh my god like what do I what do I do now where do I go I have no idea what to do and I think a lot of the times like especially in a relationship especially when you're really young too like I kind of had a moment where I was like, I don't really think I know, I don't think I know who I am as a person. I feel like it's, it's quite hard to actually really know who you are. Um, so the song is just about figuring that out and how it's okay if that takes time because it's really hard. I feel like, like my, I talked to my parents about it and they're like, oh, we still are discovering who we are every day. Like, and you're, cause you're always changing as well. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like a almost like a like a celebratory song. Like it's okay, like it's we're gonna take our time to get to know ourselves again, gonna have fun along the way, and it's pretty much like it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And you know, finding out who you are is also finding out who you are, not reacting to what other people are expecting of you or trying to not react to what the hell what they expect of you and, and when you've been with someone else for a long time that other person who's expecting you to be a certain way has been a, a constant presence. So, yeah, it's. I imagine it was a shaking up of your worldview, absolutely. I'm wondering if um, given that things you knew in your life were not going to turn out the way you thought they would, whether that also carried through to your music. You thought, well, okay, now I need to actually question things about my music too and what I want out, what I, what I want to be as an artist, what I want to get out of the music. Yeah, for sure. And I think your music is always a reflection of who you are as a person. Well, for me, it is anyway. Um, but I think it definitely was this moment where it was like I moved to the beach and I got new friends. Well, not new friends, but like I made new friends and new hobbies. I started to learn to surf and it kind of just felt like I was just a different person. So I started writing and I was like, wow, like this is this is really different. And I kind of really wanted to embrace that and kind of just really go with it. And Because you can't really control what comes out. I feel like mm. you can try and shape it, but ultimately you can't control it. So mm. I really just kind of wanted to embrace it and be like, okay, well, this is this is me right now and we're just going to embrace, embrace that because that's what's coming out and that's what wants to come out. Right. So when exactly was the song written? It was written in two different stages, actually, right. which is quite quite funny. Um, after the breakup, I fled the country and I, I went to Canada for a couple of months. Um, and I wrote the chorus when I was in Canada. I bought like a cheap $200 guitar from a pawn shop. Right. Um, 
and I wrote the chorus when I was over there, very, very sad. Uh, and then I kind of just left it be. I kind of just, I to be honest, I didn't write a lot. I kind of just wanted to just heal, I suppose, um, live my life, get my life together again. And then I revisited the song a few months ago and I was in a much better place. Like I had I'd moved on. I was feeling really good, feeling happy again. So it's quite funny that when I first started the song, I was really sad. Mm-hmm. But when I finished the song, I was in a much better place. And ultimately it's funny because that's what the song is about. So it's weird that like the song, how the song was written is what the song is about. Like, and I find that really cool. Yeah. Um, given that you were in two different states of mind, was there a chord change or anything like that from when you'd written that chorus and you listened to it and thought, mm, those chords sound more sad than I want to be right now? Yeah, I think it definitely it definitely took like a different kind of turn. I think firstly when I wrote it, the Gotta Get to Know You, it was it wasn't talking about me. It was talking about him because it's like, well, I don't know who you are anymore. And because I was sad and it's like, I've got to get to know who you are because I don't know you anymore. But then I realised afterwards, I'm like, hang on, no, that's that's about me. That's not about him. And this this song is about learning and growing and getting to know yourself. So it's really cool that it was like a little self-discovery. Yeah. So for this one, you worked with Garrett Cato as a producer. What did he bring to the track that um, perhaps surprised you when you chose him as a producer? I've always been a massive fan of Garrett's music for, for so long um, and it kind of really felt like the right direction to kind of go in this new, um, for like for this song, I kind of wanted it to feel new and exciting and fresh. And Garrett is just like a funny guy. He's hilarious. And it's quite funny that he's Canadian too as well. Um, but he's just really, really funny. And it was just really easy. Like I think we pretty much got the song done in a day. Um and it was funny because we I didn't really know what I what I wanted the song to sound like. I just knew that it I knew what I didn't want it to sound like mm-hmm. and I knew that I wanted it to be different. So we were kind of just trying all these weird and wacky things. And it was just so fun. It just felt like two friends hanging out in the studio making some crazy noises together and coming up with this song. But it was just really, really fun and he's so talented and it's just it was very effortless as well, which was really cool. I often wonder with producers who are quite in demand, as I know he is, whether you whether you have to put things on hold for a while because you're waiting to get time with them. Yeah, I think we we really had to jump in at the opportunity to to grab him because he was so booked out. And when there was an opening, it was actually a lot sooner than what we felt we were ready for. Um, so to be honest, it was a bit of a scramble. Like I finished the song the night before um, and then we wanted to do some other songs and on the third day we wanted a third song. I hadn't, even, I didn't even have a third song. Um, so I think on the second last night I was like, all right, well, we're recording the song tomorrow. So I just quickly, I finished one and I was like, okay, well, that's, that's that song that's done so it was it was crazy like it was a scramble but we kind of just knew it was like well it's now or never like you just Mm. head down bum up get it done (laughs) and then obviously focused your mind and you did write a song so there you go yeah we got there in the end (laughs) 
<laughs> so um, you are, speaking of being overseas, Canada, um, Kansas City, you are going to Ireland to the Your Roots Are Showing conference in Ireland. When's that taking place? That's mid-January. So it's actually right over Tamworth. So I'm mm-hmm. so bummed that I'm going to be missing Tamworth. But, I mean, it's pretty cool to be going to Ireland. I'm so stoked. It'll be pretty cool and pretty cold. <laughs> it's going to be very cold. I I have a, I seem to have a bad habit of going overseas when it's cold. I went to America in winter as well. Um, and I just I think they should just plan it in their summers. So yeah. we can, just for us Australians, just cater for us. <laughs> It'll be about the same temperature as it is in Queensland in the winter if you go to somewhere to the northern hemisphere in summer, yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. um, so you do have, speaking of Queensland, you do have some Queensland dates coming up as well, just a short um, run. One of them is I think you're starting in Bundaberg. Do you have thoughts of doing some other Australian dates later in the year or are you going to wait to release the other new music and then go around? I think we would love to release some new music to kind of just hit the hit the ground running kind of thing. Um, but to be honest, I'm kind of just itching to to get back on the road again. I feel like it's been a while, um, but I think it always helps having new music out to kind of get people really, like, motivated and just excited to come out again. So I think mm. we'll have some new music because it's, it's pretty it's ready to go. So I, I'm really excited. Well, Got to Get to Know You is a great song for your, you know, the, the first song of your next tranche of work, I guess, because River of Sins was a couple of years ago. So I'm looking forward to hearing those new songs. I will certainly enjoy this song in the meantime. Camille Trail, have fun in Ireland. And I'll, <laughs> that I'll talk to you again. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.